Hello everybody and welcome to the Let's Discourse podcast. My name is Lindo and I am the host of the podcast. I'm always complaining about the fact that I never hear people having nuanced conversations about cancel culture. So I figured I might as well record that episode of the conversation that I want to hear about cancel culture. Or ra- rather let me not say I'm recording an episode of the conversation I want to hear, but I'm adding my thoughts into the general discussion or discourse around cancel culture. So, cancel culture is a phenomenon that most people know, most people are aware of, and some people have even participated in attempting to get someone canceled or actually canceling someone, right? Um and most more often than not people who are getting canceled or where there is a lobbying for someone to get canceled it usually is because that person has done something bad or wrong towards either one person or a group of people right and more often than not we engage in cancel culture where it involves people who have some sort of hyper visibility right so whether it be celebrities who are famous on like a global scale or celebrities famous on a national scale or simply just people who exist on YouTube or influencers on Instagram or just people who have some sort of visibility on Twitter more often than not cancel culture is something that is um I'm going to say practiced on because I just can't find the English but cancel culture is something that or canceling someone very often is something that it's done on someone who one has hyper visibility and who two derives their livelihood or their income off of selling a product to the public or they derive the income or make a livelihood off of being hyper visible right like if you take one of the most um famous examples of cancel culture which is R Kelly right so R Kelly for the longest time people in the music industry as well as media and journalism people have always kind of known that R Kelly was like involved in some shady stuff with some very young with some very young girls but it was only recently like a couple of years ago that it was really exposed and that R Kelly got canceled right so when the drive to get R Kelly canceled was happening people were saying that you know the public should no longer buy R Kelly's music we should no longer stream his music um and that we should no longer attend his shows and that we should boycott um like concerts and things like that where R Kelly is performing right so when someone gets quote unquote cancelled not only are we trying to um make people aware about what that person has done but we are also trying to make it almost impossible for that person to make a living out of being hyper visible right like for instance if R Kelly went and got a job at some m- recording music label as a um not producer because that's sort of like 
you know, you get like a credit for being a producer. But let's say, you know, he took like some management job, some, you know, middle management job at a record label or whatever. People wouldn't really be able to get him cancelled off of that, right? And I mean, maybe they could because, hey, the internet is powerful. But essentially, the whole point of cancel culture is that as the public, we should not be actively contributing to you making a healthy living because you have done A, B, and C, which is wrong, right? And also, like, there have been lots of other examples of cancel culture that we've seen, as well as, you know, within the South African context. Um, and I just want to touch on two of them because they are sort of like polar opposites, right? And I haven't really quite figured out why these two... Well, I actually can. I actually can explain why these two um, cases worked out very differently from each other. So I'm going to run through them very quickly, right? Popular South African musician, uh, Jawlani Hatebe, who's known on the streets as Strava. Lady Zamar, who was his partner, former partner, um, told us her story that she had been sexually violated and raped by Strava whilst they were in a relationship with each other, right? That happened... Um, Lady Zamar tells her story and then you know as things normally play out there is a whole lot of bullying and slut shaming that Lady Zamar faces but then there also is like a move on social media to get Java cancelled right because you know I'm, I'm not gonna go into the intricacies of you know cases and the criminal justice system and evidence and all of that but essentially there was like a move to get java cancelled but unfortunately that move was very unsuccessful to this day java is still booked and busy you know covid aside he's getting his fair share of whatever it is that musicians are able to do are able to do during this time java's music is still getting streamed he's got an acting gig or had an acting gig his music is getting played on tv shows his music is getting played on radio stations there has absolutely been no cancelling of java even though there is a whole entire rape allegation that still stands on his shoulders and then another example would be in 2019 um a popular South African YouTuber was outed for being abusive to his partner. And when that happened, his entire public participation completely fell apart, right? Um, the show that he was doing on YouTube got cancelled. Um, he didn't essentially do anything else within the youtube space he also was like a popular promoter within like the job club scene um all of the clubs that were contracting him as a promoter and i think he was also like some sort of management in that company but essentially he his contract is terminated or he was let go by that company um any other like brand work that he was doing um as some sort of influencer was cut and essentially he pretty much like disappeared out of visibility right so you find that these two men were pretty much like accused of just about the same thing but on one hand this person's visibility essentially like diminished whereas this other person continued very much to be visible and continued to very much make money from 
participating in public right and i think just to to maybe just like speak about why i think those two cases played very differently is that with the musician with the musician's java his fan base very much is largely people who do not exist within the social media space um and his fan base is also largely people who are older whereas with the youtuber his fan base is largely people who exist in the internet exist on twitter and he's sort of like base of people who had supported him were people who um are like in their 20s or you know in their early teens and that's the group of people who i think are more heavily invested in cancel culture whereas people who don't exist heavily on the internet and people who are slightly older like in their 30s and above are people who aren't as invested in cancel culture right and so i think that that's why these two um, main stories played out so differently but the point of this episode was that it serves absolutely nobody if the conversation about cancel culture is always going to exist in the binary of cancel culture good or cancel culture bad right because whenever there is a drive to get someone cancelled like one group will say no everyone has to cancel this person and then there'll be another group that says oh no you people are always forcing us to cancel people and like we won't and no one should be cancelling this person as a matter of fact we're going to try and get this this person to have more supporters right and so we end up like always having a very reductive conversation when it comes to cancel culture right because no one is willing to listen to anybody and listen i'm not saying that when someone is accused of being a rapist you as someone who as someone who believes the victim i'm not saying you need to listen to the people who are saying that that person mustn't be cancelled right and also i know for a fact the people who are anti-cancel culture will also never listen to the people who are pro-cancel culture because they think the people who are pro-cancel culture are out to ruin other people's lives right and which also doesn't make sense to me because as someone who's living the little old normal life i have absolutely no vested interest in ruining r kelly's life or java's life or laryngitis's life those people don't affect me on, an, on a day-to-day basis i might have previously consumed whatever they were selling to the public but i don't have and have absolutely no reason to have a valid interest in those people's lives being ruined right but anyway whenever we have conversations about cancel culture it always exists within that binary of well cancel culture good or cancel culture bad or what if we cancel someone based on a false allegation right but i think my thing with cancel culture and what i wanted to add into the conversation is that cancel culture should be a personal politics right because i think we get it insanely wrong when we expect everyone to fall into one category or to fall within one camp when it comes to cancel culture because even the people who are pro and anti-cancel culture those people are not happy being in their camps but they want the people in the other camp to come and join their camp and we are willing to go as far as bullying and um we're willing to go as far as bullying and shaming the people who are in the other camp right the people who are pro-cancel culture very much will shame people who are anti-cancel culture and the people who are anti-cancel culture will very much 
bully the people who are pro cancel culture because everyone is trying to get the other person to come into their camp right whereas i think we all will have much more peaceful lives if we treated cancel culture as a personal politics if someone is being accused of rape and i myself believe the victim and i am insanely uncomfortable with buying that person's product or streaming their music or watching their movies or supporting them publicly then i must make a decision to not support that person publicly to not buy their music to not stream their movies to not listen to their shows or tune into their radio shows right or or listen to their podcasts I need to make that personal decision as myself that I am canceling this person because I am choosing to believe the victim. Similarly enough, as the person who doesn't want to believe the victim and as a person who is very much comfortable continuing to support someone who's been accused of rape continuing to support someone who's homophobic continuing to support someone who fat shames people online continues to support someone who's misogynistic if you are comfortable giving your hard earned money to someone who goes on television and slut shames women then that's fine right and you should not then want other people to continue to support that person the same light as if i am someone who's convicted to say that i will not allow my money to go to someone who's being homophobic to other people then i cannot expect everyone else to fall within that camp or to have the same conviction as me because we have to understand that we will never be able to get everyone to be on the same moral ground or on the same level of morality right and as much as we should sort of tell other people or we should have the space to lobby other people to cancel someone or we should have a space to say this is what this person has done right like lay out what this person has done why it's problematic and why you're canceling them but it will not benefit you in any way to spend a considerable amount of energy trying to get someone canceled So all I think all you can do as someone who is pro cancel culture is let folks know that this is what this person has done I'm very uncomfortable with them I'm very uncomfortable with giving my money to them and so I or my views or my clicks or whatever and therefore I will be disinvesting from this person right and whether or not other people choose to follow you or not is purely up to them and it, and they have to be driven by their morals and their ethics right because not everyone has the same moral has the same moral compass not everyone has the same set of principles right so if I'm going to expect you to to act based on the principles that I have I'm going to spend a very I'm going to spend a lot of time being disappointed and also trying to get you to jump to my camp right whereas the issue is not to cancel or not but the issue is people's underlying values and principles and I think that that's what we're not understanding that cancel culture is not simply about am I buying your music or not but it is about what principles do I live under and if the principles that i live under is to center victims and to believe victims then i will cancel people accordingly right but if my moral campus is not to believe victims and not to center victims then of course i'm going to be anti anti cancel culture right and so 
the conversations that we always have around cancel culture is that we shame the people who do cancel or we shame the people who don't cancel. Whereas if we thought about cancel culture as a personal politics, then you will act according to your politics, according to your value system, according to your morals. And you're simply going to let other people be, right? Because I, and I think also, and as much as it may seem as a worthy cause to dedicate a whole lot of energy to getting someone cancelled. But at the end of the day, you won't be able to change people's principles or their moral values, right? And so because you won't be able to change those things, you consequently won't be able to get that person cancelled by a lot of people, right? But that being said, if someone has some sort of brand deal or sponsorship from a major corporation and they've done something problematic it is by absolute it is absolutely everyone's right to approach those corporations and say this person has does th- has done this this and this and this is why the actions are problematic if you corporate are comfortable with continuing to be associated with that person then that's cool but you need to know what they've done right and then if that brand or that corporate continues to associate with that person then you must act according to your personal politics as well and disinvest from that brand and disinvest from that person but dedicating a whole lot of our energies to trying to get people cancelled on a mass scale i don't think that's going to do us any good so the point of this podcast is that cancel culture is a personal politics and so you should act according to your personal politics. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.